And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to the Builder We Are Me podcast. It's uh, Mickey Brennan and I'm joined by the one and only Davey Rispin as always to run through all the events of Me GAA over the weekend. And Davey, I suppose, um, you know, with Championship only around the corner and the end of the Allianz Football League now, uh, as in it's, it's all done now, um, you know, it was nice for me to finish on a high. Two games that were, I suppose you know, dead rubbers for me. But they showed an awful lot of heart and grit and everything. Both games were very important. The Dublin game, Dublin needed to win that game against Mead. Monaghan needed a result against Mead today because they didn't know what was going to happen with Mayo. So for me to go out in both games and be so competitive, is it, it's, um, it's promising. Yeah, absolutely. We always knew going into, I suppose, the little mini-series of games at the end of this league campaign that they were going to be extremely competitive and difficult, I suppose, two away games against two of the most formidable sides in their own patches in the country um, with, with obviously things to play for as well. Um, they weren't just dead rubbers or anything like that. So in that respect, it was an excellent preparation for championship. But as well as the grit and determination and everything else we showed, I thought we actually mixed a lot of quality in as well um, to the games. You know, we're after up and... Are, are scoring um, quite significantly, really, on the previous five games. I think it's 136 in our last two league games, which is unbelievable scoring, yeah. really, um, against anyone, even going away to obviously playing the likes of Dublin and, and Monaghan. It's, it's just an extra feather in the cap. Unfortunately, we didn't get the win, but, you know, it, the performance has improved. The margins of the defeats definitely, you know, were kept to a minimum, and we ended up picking up a result along the way as well. Yeah, picking up a, a draw uh, at full time. Uh, Monaghan two fourteen, Mead one seventeen, and again something that's probably been evident in the last couple of games. Davy was squandering goal chances, and Mead had a couple more goal chances today that they squandered. And uh, one of those, and one of them last week could have made a huge difference against Dublin. Mead could have taken the lead against Dublin, and and, and really, um, I suppose, checked or tested that Dublin team to see what they'd be like going behind. Again, today, they had their chances to score goals and maybe get ahead of Monaghan and uh, uh, just just didn't happen for them. Yeah, they were, they were very different types uh, compared to last week's. Last week's were, I suppose, two clear-cut ones in the sense that we had two shots on goal. Um, this week's missed chances were more that the final pass or final ball just didn't go to hand, unfortunately. Obviously, there was one with Jordy Morris, which he blazed over, but we had two other ones when... I think Jordy and both the scenarios came through and went to fist the ball across the box for a tap-in. 
and it just didn't come off. In saying that, though, we did manage to create one of those chances and convert one as well when Bryony Mack went through, fisted across, and there was Brian McMahon to, to palm the ball into the back of the net. So, look, I'm not sure, is it luck? Is it just that little bit of composure as well that we might be missing in the final third and possibly just snatching at the final pass or the final opportunity for goals? But... I, I did say it in previous weeks. I'd be more worried if we're not creating the chances. I do think it'll come sooner rather than later. We got one today. We could have had another two or three in another day. But let's hold on to them now for the Leinster. I think we're going to need them more so then than we will now. Yeah, absolutely. And I was just going to say that, you know, it gives it does give Andy uh, something to work on going into um, uh, the championship where Mead will be facing off against either Wicklow or Wexford in the Leinster quarter-final on the 8th of November at 1.30 um, on that Sunday. It will either be in Ockram or it'll be in Wexford Park. We're not sure about that. Also on this week's episode of the Builder We Are Mead podcast, we'll be discussing uh, the Mead hurlers who lost to Kerry on the weekend. We also will be taking a look at... Instagram, and um, we will have plenty of reaction from Instagram. Social media has been mad over the last couple of days as well. Uh, we have a couple of fixtures to give you, and we'll also be letting you know what we're doing on our regional, or sorry, on our Loyal Royals podcast later on in the podcast. Spoiler. Well. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, but, um, Davey, just bringing it back to me, the Monaghan, um, you know, like, it's... it's uh, as we said already, it's, it's it's very promising. And when you've got a man by the name of Jordy Morris coming in for his uh, his his debut season with Mead uh, seniors and to be making such an impact, it, it's 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 probably what we've been looking for um, this last while from a Mead forward. Yeah, absolutely. He 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 doesn't really care about reputations. I think I said this about Scully as well. And it's just the type of the young players these days. They, they really don't care about who or what they're coming up against. And I think that suits him. Uh, he plays with a swagger when you watch him playing. He has a style and it's just lovely to watch, you know, really, really natural footballer as well. Um, and he's made a huge impression, Mickey. He hasn't actually started a league game for me, or championship game, obviously, yet. Um, but he's come on in our last two games, been the first sub on both in the first half, as it turns out. Um, and he's contributed nine points in the two games. Like, it's unbelievable scoring. I think off, off the top of my head, maybe six from play and, and three frees and maybe a mark thrown in there as well. But but it's been aside from that, like his work rate and um, his pace, his trickery, uh, his fearlessness on the ball, everything about it, you know, just screams that this guy's going to be a player for us. And I mean, he's a left footer and he obviously took on the freeze when Killian O'Sullivan went off injured as well. And I think it's fair to say that's something that we've lacked in recent years is maybe a left-footed free-taker until Killian really stepped up and took them on board. And now that Jordy looks really comfortable with it, if, fingers crossed, obviously Killian won't be out for, for too much longer. But if he is, there's the ready and, and willing deputy uh, to step in and, and take his place. Looking at it as well, Davey, I suppose, worrying thing, another two goals conceded today. Yeah, it's an issue, um, and one of them did come from a kickout. Now, it wasn't you couldn't say it was it was a fault on on the behalf of Andy Colgan or anything, but it did come as a result of a kickout. And the the, the McManus one in particular just it, it just it was it looked really soft because he got in way too easily and rifled the ball into the top of the net, like a player like Conor McManus is going to do that, you know, nine times out of ten. And it was just for me 
the concern and, and the ease with which he got in. The other goal was more of a sloppy one. And to be honest with you, they had other opportunities as well in that first half, Monaghan, which they squandered. But, you know, in fairness to me, second half, I thought defensively, um, we were a little bit more set up as the half wore on when we kind of got on top. And I suppose you have to remember that was the first game for, for the likes of Seamus Lavin, Connor McGill, Ronan Ryan. That was their first game back, you know, so you probably have to make a little bit of an allowance for them guys who, who obviously didn't play against Dublin last week. Yeah, and that goal, of course, from McManus in the 61st minute put Monaghan back in front after a Brian Menton goal had propelled Mead into the lead. Um, uh, leading one nine to one seven at that stage, and I suppose at that stage you would have thought that Mead would have kicked on, Davy, with forty seven minutes on the clock. Yeah, because I thought we were we were playing with with a bit of impetus, and I thought we were in control of the game. But you know, we had the the margin down to a point then, and then McManus scores, and suddenly we were four points down, and it felt like that's it, we've we've blown it again, kind of thing. But you know, again, full credit to the guys and. Andy, Andy rolled in the substitutes and, and they all chipped in. I know Joey Wallace got on and, and kicked a great score as well, got us back involved. And, you know, we just kept chipping away. We did have the goal chance through Geordie, but it was fired over at the expense of a point. So, um, and then obviously the last one to get us to draw through Morris, you know, it was it was an unbelievable score um, off his left boot, sort of over his shoulder when there was two guys trying to put the squeeze on to block him down. It was a great score with the last kick of the game. And to be honest with you, Mickey, it was, it was as... I thought it was the least in which we actually deserve because it would have been a travesty had we not got something out of that game. On another day, we'd have won it and, and I wouldn't hold any, I suppose, fear. We probably won't come up against Monaghan again this year. Who knows? But the likes of the Monaghans in the world, I think we're on par, if not better than them. And probably that's the frustrating thing when you look back in the league campaign as a whole. Mayo have ended up going down with us. We should have bet them in Navan that day. Galway who didn't finish the league as strongly as they started it, we probably should have bet them in Navin too. And had it come down to this game today, I think if push came to shove, we might have got the two points to keep us safe. It wasn't to be, Mickey, but there's definitely loads of positives to take into championship and indeed the Division 2 campaign next year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, I saw Fergal Lynch um, uh, tweeting last night after the the uh, a lot of the, I think it was Division 2 league games were all finished up last night. And he was saying, you know, that it's great that there's three of the Ulster teams gone out of Division 2. Cavan uh, and Fermanagh obviously relegated, Armagh promoted. And uh, he was saying, you know, like the future is bright for me because, you know, we don't tend to do well against the, the, um, the Ulster teams. So looking at Division 2 for next year, it's going to be a very competitive um, uh, division, Davy, And, you're, you know, there's going to be no love lost between a lot of the teams in there. Obviously, Mayo are going to be in there. Mead will be in there. Cork are going to be in there as well. Kildare are going to be there. Mm. So, like, there's going to be no gimmies in Division 2 next year either. No, absolutely. It's a, it's a really enticing division. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll hear from Ronan Ryan on our um, Loyal Royals podcast this week. And that's something that he talked about as well. They've got the taste for it now. They want to not make it near as long of a stay away from Division 1. So the aim is obviously going to be to bounce straight back up and... Uh, it, it's it's going to be a tough one, Mickey. You know, as you say, a lot will probably depend on the games we have home and away because Kildare, very good side, probably a bit unlucky to miss out on promotion as it turned out. Um, Mayo obviously coming down with us. That game needs no introduction. Cork look to be strong. They've rebuilt. They've gone down to Division 3. they bounced straight back up. Um, and then you have the other teams who've been just hanging around Division 2 for the last <laughs> number of years. The likes of Clare and Leash and 
Westmead, you know, they're, they're, they're decent teams on their day, particularly if you go away to them. You know, we've we seen it in Clare last year. I think it was the game we won promotion in, wasn't it? And, yeah. Um, or or we, we came down close to winning promotion in, and uh, they gave us a really tough examination that day. You know, Leash and Westmead in their own backyards too are very difficult propositions. So there's a lot, a lot of games to be looking forward to that next year. And typically enough, there's a real Leinster core to it as well, which is always nice. Yeah, there is. And uh, yeah, the, the Clare game all but decided uh, the division last year for me, but they did have to beat Fermanagh on the final yeah. day to 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 guarantee the promotion. But um, yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. Um, and we're really looking forward to the Leinster Championship now. Um, Mead, as we said, will be out in that on the 8th of November against either Wicklow or Wexford, whoever wins next weekend between those two teams. Also out this weekend was the other of the Mead senior teams. It was the Mead Hurlers. They were taking on Kerry in the Joe McDonough Cup in Austin Stack Park um, on Sunday as well, yesterday or today or whenever you're listening to it, it was last Sunday. Um, and uh, Mead coming up a cropper here, 120 to 13 points. Convincing win for Kerry um, Davy against Mead and uh, not easy. Mead have to go out next against Carlo on the 7th of November, Sunday the 7th of November at 2pm. That's um, in uh, Cullen Park in, in, in uh, Carlo. So, you know, it's a, it's a disappointing defeat. Um, I suppose you, you would have went into that game thinking that Kerry probably will be favourites, but the, the, the margin of defeat is the, is the worrying thing. It is. Um, I don't think we made best use of the breeze. We had a strong breeze behind us in the first half. And I think Kerry went in six or seven points up after playing against it in the first half. So that was really probably where the damage was done. To be honest with you, only losing the second half by three points um, against that breeze was actually a decent result. And you'd have taken that had it been the other way around. But unfortunately, they just didn't do enough in the first half. I know Adam Gannon got married this weekend, so he obviously wasn't available. There was no Alan Douglas in the squad. Not sure if that's an injury or, or what, what the story is. But them two guys, to me, would be a big loss. I suppose you have to take into consideration as well, Mickey, the fact that um, Kerry had the benefit of playing the league final last weekend against Antrim. And in other words, they got a game under the belt, which me didn't have the luxury of doing. Um, and that probably told as well. Kerry looked sharper earlier on in, the, in that game as well. Um, and they made best use of, of that start. Um, it's a tough division, Mickey, the Joe McDonough. You know, we're under no illusions. You, you seen what Antrim did to Westmead, an absolute mauling of Westmead, who are a decent side today as well. And, and Carlo are quite a good side too. So that's where Mead are going for next. Um, the only solace, I suppose, in it is that there's no relegation in the Joe McDonough this year. So no matter what happens... Mead will know that they're going to have Joe McDonough hurling to play next year. Um, but in the same sense, you know, if you're, if you're not good enough for it, then you're probably saying, well, why don't we go down or whatever and, and try and rebuild and come back up? But it was always going to be a tough ass, Mickey, after winning the Christie ring last year. And we didn't have the best of league campaigns. We got the couple of wins we needed to stay up against Mayo. And I think it was Wicklow uh, in the springtime. But, you know, the, the, the other margins of defeat were a bit of a worry so look it's two weeks to get it right probably get a few lads back in as well and, and try and go again but it doesn't get any easier yeah absolutely and uh, we wish them the very best luck against Carlo next weekend um, when they take on two weeks uh, Car- oh, sorry two weeks away in yeah. uh, in uh, Cullen Park um, Dr Cullen Park I believe it is uh, down there in Carlo Um I know there's a new sponsor name on that actually so uh, I, I, I'm 
I'm, I'm completely wrong. It used to be Dr. Cullen Park, but I'll figure it out now in a couple of minutes. Um, Davey, another fixture just to bring to our listeners next Sunday, uh, the 1st of November, Mead will take on down at 1pm in Lanlear GFC in Dunlear in County Loud. That's the Mead ladies. And, uh, you know, they've the short distance to travel across to uh, Lanlear to uh, to take on down. And I was over there today myself actually doing a commentary for the LGFA and the pitch is in great condition. And they have a lovely little setup down there. It's a shame that there's going to be no uh, supporters going down to watch that. Mm, absolutely, yeah. It's it's the long-awaited return for for the Mead ladies. And uh, obviously, a group of three, along with Down and Leitrim, you'd you'd fancy Mead to come out of it. But again, similar to everything, the way things are at the minute, you just don't know, obviously, what way things will be. But um, Mead have been knocking on the door for the Intermediate Championship now for a number of years. And I think... It's a favourable enough group, and I think if they get through down, you'd imagine the Leitrim game should be okay, and, and they'd go on to progress to the knockout stages of it. Um, but yeah, there'll be probably a big core and big nucleus of the squad made up of that Dunboyne Championship winning team from this year, and also your own Simonstown Gales, who were beaten finalists this year and champions last year. Um, so I, I suppose the Dunboyne, and I know there is two or three as well from Simonstown on the panel too, so... Um, yeah, best best wishes to the to the girls playing next week, and um, hopefully we can we can get a positive result in that. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just looking down through the different groups. It's four groups of three, and uh, Davey, is it the top team in each group goes through? To, yeah, I think so. Uh, straight to a semi. Yeah, straight to a semi because in the junior, I know that today the games that I was commentating on, there's only two groups of three, and the top two in each go through to the. Semi-finals, so that will be an interesting one to keep an eye on. So, um, yeah, we wish the ladies the very best luck next weekend, uh, Sunday at one pm in Lanlear GFC Dunlear, um, and uh, I'm sure that the LGFA will be um, will be um, uh, streaming that game. Davy, the Camogues, there are they out next weekend as well? They are as it stands. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm sure you've heard of this, Mickey, and probably the listeners have as well, but. The second teams have only in the last few days have been removed from the competition uh, incredibly. I think it, it only came out on Thursday or Friday this week. So um, basically what that means is it's all up in the air because obviously Mead were included in a group with Cork second team um, in, in just a group of three similar to the ladies football. So we're, we're not really sure what it means. Now, I believe the official line from, from the Mead perspective is they're preparing to go down to or go down to Kerry next weekend to play Kerry and things may change and there may have to be a, a redraw, I suppose, to see, to try and even out the groups or the teams or everything like that. But they're preparing as they were for Kerry this weekend. Um, that's in Kerry. Uh, it is Saturday, but there's no venue confirmed and there's no time. And obviously at the minute, if it stays as it is, that would suggest that the winner would go straight through to the knockout stages, seeing that Cork are obviously not going to be included now. So that, that, really is very much up in the air. I'd imagine we would hear probably more in the next day or two about it. Um, but at least me, they're still in it because I know there was a few first teams knocked off as well, which is really disappointing about a week before championship. Yeah, I was uh, I was talking to a lady from the National Camogie panel and she was saying that, that it's definitely happening, that they're taking out all the second teams. So there's 10 second teams involved which will mean that the Junior B Championship will now become the Junior Championship and the Junior Championship will, the, the teams will be moved up to the Intermediate Championship to take the place of the teams that are missing from Intermediate. So yeah, there's a lot of 
organising to be done there by the the, the Camogie Association and, and hopefully they'll be able to get all that sorted and uh, when we get the fixture we will bring it to you uh, through all our social media sites so uh, keep an eye out for that um, JV just on a, I just want to give a mention to our Loyal Royals this week um, we have on our Loyal Royals podcast on Patreon forward slash We Are Mead we will have a number of different interviews or um, a number of different uh, podcasts going out. We'll have a full review of the Mead versus Monaghan game with interviews and reaction after that game. We will be doing a regional championship. Um, again, we will be picking the team this week. It's Tara. Tara consists of Waterstown, Kilbride, Bective, Dunsany, St. Paul's and Blackhall Gales. So six teams involved in that one and we will be picking our regional uh, team for uh, that area. It's the Tara team. And then uh, we also have an in-depth interview with Christina Troy, the Mead Camogie captain and uh, Davy Rispin caught up with her earlier in the week. And it was like an episode of First Dates, Davy. I listened back to it. What did you make? <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, did. Uh, come on, come on. Um, yeah, very, very interesting interview. Um, obviously, a little bit of a preview as well about next weekend's games too. Um, and a look back on her career as well. I think she's three championships to date with Mead. Um, yeah. And also um, a championship with our club in Blackhall Gales as well, which she won at the age of 15 in 2008. So, yeah, really interesting one. I know she's a big fan of... Um, we are me podcast and uh for Davey for no I I don't know for uh, for any of our listeners I don't know if you've ever watched first dates on uh, uh I think it's on Virgin TV or or, or, or whatever it is three and um, but uh it was it's a brilliant interview but it is it's just like being a fly on the wall on uh, on that show um brilliant brilliant stuff uh, no but honestly Davey I know you're 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 <laughs> I'm, I'm after ruining you there but it was absolutely brilliant no honestly really really good interview with Christine, Christina Troy, and that interview is just under the hour long for all of our uh, loyal Royals listeners. And uh, Davy Rispin with his ha- head in his hands here going, Oh, Mickey, Mickey, will you just stop? <laughs> Davy, unmute yourself there. I can't hear what you're saying. Anyway, Davy, we're going to move on to Instagram Interactive, and uh, that'll give you a chance to uh, get your own back or maybe even catch your breath. Yeah, um, and I don't think there's any about you in this one, but I might just add in one or two for the crack. <laughs> the, <laughs> the first one's from Zach, Mag- Zach Griffin, sorry. And Zach says, if Ellie Maguire isn't in goals in on two scart, which is obviously one of the regional teams, and yeah. instead of Johnny Lynch, it's a farce. <laughs> we haven't got to on two scart yet, have we? No, that's next week, I think. Yeah, that'll be next week. So, um you know, he can come back and have a listen to it next week and tell us whether we're a farce or not. Uh, Leo Weldon is next, and uh, this was a definite bone of contention. He says, Leo, or sorry, he says, TG Carter's streaming issues. Um, and I know the stream was down for the first 15 or 20 minutes of the game. Don't know what it was actually due to. Was it traffic or whatever it was to the site? But it, it was a big um, problem for all the Mead fans who were trying to watch the game. That was today, um, Sunday, um, the Mead Monaghan game. Yeah, there was just the, the opening 15 or 20 minutes, there was a little bit of difficulty with the streaming. All right. Uh, the next one is from Lauren Gorman, and she says Kerry haven't played a benefit for them. Some passing a bit disjointed for Mead. Yeah, that's something that I mentioned earlier on. The game Kerry obviously got last week um, helped them significantly. So I think it was a big issue for Mead. Hopefully, 
it doesn't have any more adverse effects for them. Hopefully, they're good to go come two weeks' time against Carlo. Yeah, um, exactly. Like it, 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 at this time of the year, to have, I suppose, a game under the belt, you know, having played no hurling really um, uh, with, after the lockdown and whatever, just club championship and whatever, you know, you, they really, uh, Kerry really had the, um, had the upper hand in that game, obviously, having had, had that game last week. Are you ready to start a construction project? Here is five reasons why you should choose Buildor. You come first. Your goal is our goal. You'll benefit from our years of experience. You'll have a one-stop shop at your doorstep. Your project will be on time and on budget. Call us today on 046 90 or email us at info at Builder, your local go-to construction company. Uh, Brian Flynn says, great to see new lads on the football team showing well. Yeah, this is, you know, and, and it's funny because if you remember last year, Davey, you know, we were shouting out um, saying, you know, all these young fellas that have really shown up well at underage, minor and under 20s uh, over the last couple of years. We want to see them coming in. We want to see them blooded and whatever. They've been part of the panel, you know, um, uh, for the last two years, maybe and didn't get runs last year, but they've come in this year. And the likes of um, uh, 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 the likes of Jordy Morris, you know, uh, showing up really well. Scully as well, you know, hasn't put a foot wrong. And you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm very excited about the young players coming through at the moment. Yeah, and, and like Carl Hickey as well, yeah. um, starting a second consecutive game today and did really well with it. And, and Owen Harkin, who was very good last week, probably a little bit unlucky not to start, came on as well today. So, you know, there's well. just another two guys. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, uh, the future is definitely bright. Um, Niall Flynn says, Mead bad and op- opposition kickouts and our own. Yeah, well, look, um, I suppose... Like it's, it's it's hard not to argue, or it's hard to argue with that. We, we the last two games and consistently through the league, we have given away goals from our own kickouts. So you know that is a worrying. That, that that is a little bit of a worry. It can be easily fixed though, um, and and that's the thing. Like that's something that can be easily fixed. So it's been a running team, I suppose, the last couple of years and um, sloppy goals. And I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The, the less when you look at um, uh, rugby, like rugby over the last 15 years has changed so much that 15 years ago, 10 years ago, mistakes were made consistently throughout a game of rugby and that was just part and parcel of the game. Now, if you make a mistake on the rugby field, the teams punish you. You get punished for mistakes. It's the same with the top teams in the GEA. You make mistakes against the top teams in the GEA and they will punish you. So it's about... And you look at the top teams, they don't make as many mistakes or unforced errors as the teams below them. And, and that's one of the things. We just have to cut out the mistakes. And as soon as we're, but we're, we're steadily making progress on that. So we are. And I think it's only a matter of time before the confidence is built up to a level where we will make less mistakes and we will be as competitive as the top teams in Ireland. Mm. Barry Monaghan says one goal from seven chances in two games. Yeah, we talked about that as well. Um, I did say earlier on that it might be a bit of an issue there that we've created so many goal chances and we haven't taken them. Um, again, you know, like it'd be worse if we weren't creating the chances. So the fact that we are creating them, 
we just need to work on that over the next couple of weeks and get it right for going into Leinster Championship. And as we hopefully progress through the Leinster Championship, um, we can't take our eye off that first game, that those mistakes and that those goals, the, the mistakes will become less and the goals, chances, we will become more clinical on them. Sure. Um, extra time sports says Jordan, Muller, Jordan Morris all the way. Yeah, um, I'll let you answer that one, Davey. You're, you're, you're a big fan of Geordie's as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and there is plenty of recognition for Geordie, so we'll, we'll probably come back to him at various different stages. Of that There's four different ones in from Katie Allwell, so I'll actually read them out and you can pick and choose which ones you want to delve into in more detail. First one was Poor Killian, then had three goal opportunities. Next one was Ron Jones was on fire. And the last one was Pity Me didn't win just one game for Division One. I. I suppose that, that we all, Killian O'Sullivan, will will hopefully have an update on that injury soon. Um, Ronan Jones was absolutely brilliant in the middle of the field. Yeah. And I, uh, we're, we're, we all know what he could do, but so often we probably give the spotlight and turn the attention on to Mento. But I just thought Ronan Jones was the standout player for us, uh, definitely in the middle of the park today, which was great to see. Yeah, and, and and when you look at when you look at Monaghan, um, but like again, it's going to be horses for courses as we go along through the championship and, and, and whatever. But that midfield today would totally have suited um, our midfield, and it gave Ronan Jones an opportunity to dominate that sector. And yeah, he was absolutely brilliant. And looking forward to seeing him uh, in in the in the coming weeks playing for me. Yeah, Robert Perfield says another one that got away. Jordy Morris, superb display, lots to build on. Yeah, another like it is. It's another one that got away. There's no two ways about it. Um, as you said earlier on, you know we could have easily finished on eight, if not ten points in Division One. We were that close to a lot of teams. But you consider the progress we've made in the last two years. The same Mead went into Division One two years ago, um, not last year. The year beforehand, had played in Division One. It would have been, you know, a hockey, and we would have got in each of the games. We've really made serious steps towards being top team in the country. And um, yeah, it's disappointing. Another one that got away, but look, the progress has been made. And from talking to you and from what you were saying about speaking to, I think it was Ronan Ryan you were saying that you were speaking to, was it? Um, you know, like the, the players are, are hungry um, and want to be back up there in Division 1 because they know how close they are at the moment. And that's that's the, the 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 overriding thing that I get from this is that, you know, if a team gets relegated, they usually kind of throw their arse at it and they're like, oh, God, we had our chance or whatever. But these guys are hungry for more. Yeah. Paddy Farrell, similar trend to that. He says every me game feels like a missed opportunity. Yeah, but and, and, and most of them have been this year. You know, we, as we said, we could have easily been sitting there with eight or not ten points um, after our uh, our year in Division One. But look, we as we said, it's baby steps. You can't you can't go from being a, a, a mid table Division Two team to being a top table a top Division One team. You know, uh, Cormac O'Reilly says lack of Kells players on the squad. This is the usual one. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, He's stating the obvious there. There is a lack of Kells players on that squad. Um, in fact, there's none. Um, so, well spotted, Cormac. Um, well spotted. Um, ben Farrell actually got in touch with us and he gave us a counter-argument to that point and he said, here's one. Kells people's inability to realise that although they have a savage team of high quality, there is none of them up to county standard. 
Well, there you go. It took one of our um, listeners to answer uh, the, the question. But look, I, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't believe that. I think there, there are um, uh, quality players on the Kells team that are probably good enough to be on a Mead County panel. Um, look, uh, there's been different stories over the last couple of years that players have been in and out and people, players have walked away, players have refused to go in. Um, look, every club has players that are good enough to be in on that county panel if they if they wish. Yeah, uh, JP Purcell says Northwest Mead past Kells in brackets. <laughs> <laughs> I, Northwest- I think that's... Yeah, I don't know even know where that is. You know me in geography, so <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Northwest Mead would be anywhere over towards West Mead. So you're talking maybe Old Castle, um, St Bridget's, any of the teams up around that area. Would Drumbarra, okay. Drumbarra, defi- Kells would definitely be in Kells. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Joe McQueen, says, Jordy Morris fulfilling on his potential from the 2017 under-17s should start now. Yeah, we talked about that. And, uh, you know, he's he's had a taste for it now. He's been magnificent in the two games that he's played in um, and just plays with no fear, which is absolutely brilliant to see. And, yeah, we hope we hope this is him starting to uh, show the potential that we all knew he had. So uh, we are hoping that uh, Jordy Morris kicks on from here. Tom O'Connor says Jordy and Jones were excellent today. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, two of the standout performers. I think Thomas O'Reilly was good as well. Um, mm. In fairness, too. So you could go a lot, go through a lot of them. There was a lot of good player, players that played well today for me. Yeah, I like this one. Uh, Simon Finn, me, they're good. Balnebracchi are going senior. <laughs> <laughs> two. I'm still full of it. Yeah, well, look, do you know what? You know, two very true statements there. Um, you know what I mean? Like one good statement backed up by another. No, no lies told in that one. Uh, Keen McFadden says that Kells are not, are, sorry, that Kells are not, capital letters, not, the only club with a lack of county players. Two left-footed corner forwards for County, Jordan Morris or Seamus Matamo. I don't know, is he saying, like, is he trying to compare them? or? But he's saying, I suppose the, the first half of the point was that Kells aren't the only team, like you say, Mickey, that don't have guys in there that maybe could be in there, I think is what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, look, again, uh, if, if we were to go through all the teams, like, you know what I mean? There, there, there is a lot of uh, really good teams out there that have players probably are good enough for the, for the Mead panel, but haven't made themselves available over the last number of years or whatever. Look, you only have a panel of 30 on the on the, uh, on the the Mead squad, and there's, what, 50, 57 football clubs in Mead? Yeah, I think 50. Is there 52? And then the, the hurling clubs make up the extra yeah, five or seven, yeah, whatever, yeah, something, whatever it is. Um, Kevin Sword says, Dean Pluck deserves a call-up. Again, we're talking about uh, uh, goalkeeping issues and whatever. Like so, um, <laughs> I saw a stat there during the week: is that ten goalkeepers have played underneath uh, during the reign of Andy Mack? Is this? Mm, um, yes. Do we need to be adding more to it? Until <laughs> do we just I, keep going until we find a, the perfect goalkeeper who never made a mistake in his life? That he was. Austin's team a pint throw the first stone <laughs> I, I think it's 11 but who's counting um, <laughs> Andy Smith says TG Cahar issues uh, 
he says, what happened to O'Sullivan? Great display, but the win was there for, for the taking. Small mistakes can cost you. So does take and chances. Uh, lads can take a lot from the last two games. Yeah, again, that's reiterating exactly what we've said um, throughout this whole thing. As I said at the very beginning, the, Mona, the Dublin game was important for Dublin. The Monaghan game was important for Monaghan. We knew we were relegated, and yet we went out. And in two games that we had nothing to play for, we put it up to two of the top teams in the in the country in, in uh, All-Ireland Championship over the last five, maybe eight years, ten years. So it, it shows... Like there was nothing on those games, for, nothing riding on those games for Meath, but there was plenty riding on those two games for Dublin and for Monaghan. So yeah, look, um, take great heart from both of those performances. Yeah, Joey Christie really summarises, I suppose, your description of it, Mickey. He just says two good performances last two games, even though we didn't win on the up for championship. Yeah, absolutely. We're we're making steady progress. Um, we're ma- taking those baby steps towards championship. Flash Gordon says butcher and goal chances. <laughs> yeah, well, look, we've, what is it? One out of seven goal chances. We we, we had that start earlier on. Um, but again, we want to save them for championship. Yeah. Connor Joyce says Seamus Matamo, the only Kells player, may be good enough to make the me team. Ah, uh, look, I think there's a few on that Kells panel that would be good enough, definitely, to make the panel. But like, I don't know why we're talking about it so much. Like, do, do we go through every club in Mead and talk about the players that aren't on the Mead panel? It's not a bad idea. Yeah, well, actually, we could do a Patreon podcast out of that. <laughs> we'll pick get our in the, Get in the diary, quick. Yeah. <laughs> we'll pick the alternative Mead team. So we will. <laughs> Joe McQueenie is back again. He says, Scully, Morris and Began all had the blonde tips. What's going on up in that area? <laughs> and I said back to him, I says, it's like the cows you know the way the cows get marked with like a, a streak on them you know and it's just <laughs> it's a very similar thing up in that north mead area slash modern border <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> yeah look uh, uh i don't know look they'll they'll they're, they're just phases they're going through that's all it is um oren burns says jordan morris should have scored a goal in the last two minutes after the poor kick out from monaghan yeah it was a one-on-one with the goalkeeper he will be disappointed with his finish but you know, um, I don't. I, I, I'll forgive him for, for for drilling it over the bar anyway. Um, could have easily went under the bar, um, and yeah, we would have won that game. But that'll all come to Jordy Morris. Yeah, or if it didn't go over the bar, we mightn't get got at now the game at all. So I suppose, you know, it, it yeah. save it for two weeks' time, Jordy. Good lad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> last one I think we have in is from Barry Thompson, and he says Balnebaraki players get them in. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, is there anybody from Ballinabracky on the team at the moment? No, actually. Uh, Jesus Christ, another club with no players representing <laughs> me. This is, this is, there's something going on, so there is. Um, yeah, um, look, but again, Ballinabracky have quality, quality footballers and um, they could easily have one or two. But as I said, like there's only room for 30 players on a, on a, on a county panel. But, you know, next year when they, when they win the senior championship, they can uh, they can start uh, giving out about why they don't have any players on the on the B team. <laughs> That's all from Instagram. That's everything from Instagram, Davy. Yeah, okay, well, from um, himself. I was just I was just I'm, I'm disappointed. Nothing from the old PS tapes, so there's not. Um, no. But uh, look, interesting and a lot of a lot of positivity there from uh, our 
Instagram followers daily. Yeah, I know. Absolutely. I think the vast majority of it was positive and they're seeing the, the shining light at the end of those two really good performances. And, you know, hopefully we, we know that we're going to be playing a so-called lesser side in the first round of the championship, regardless of who that is. So I definitely think that there's enough to take into that game to push on and get a good win, hopefully, in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and we do hope that the lads, the Mead lads, don't take their eye off the ball in this one. They've put in two magnificent performances against Dublin and now against Monaghan, and we do hope they can bring on uh, uh, that form into the Leinster Championship when they'll be taking on either Wicklow or Wexford away. It will not be an easy game um, because it, it is. we are going to have to travel either to Ockram or to Wexford Park, so um, nothing's going to be easy there. Davey, um, I'm just wondering... Yeah, hardly got the results in from the um, from, from from the GA predictions. I did, and uh, that's probably why I didn't get you back in the Instagram because I said I'd wait to, <laughs> to do it here. So um, I have the league table right in front of me, and I will run through it with uh, a fine two comb. So it is obviously <laughs> the final. Sorry, can you just tell me your result from this week? Twenty nine points, and my result from this week. 26 points. 26 points. I lost to you by 15 points. Anyway, give us a rundown of how, how it all went. <laughs> last week was my bad week. I, I let you back into it last week. And uh, yeah, it's my own fault. As, as a great man once said, it's a marathon, not a sprint. <laughs> <laughs> I knew those words. I knew those words would come back to haunt me. <laughs> um, one man who, who led from pillar to post was my own club mate, Gary Kine. He topped the Weir Mead League with an impressive 207 points um, with Nicholas Finley in second, 201. So fair play to the two lads breaking. Well done, lads. 200 mark. Uh, serious going there. Tom O'Connor uh, finished up at third, very respectable, 191. Jamie Coslow, fourth. Shane McNiff was fifth. Mark McCoy, sixth. David Byrne was seventh. Flash Gordon himself was eighth. Richie Quigley, ninth. Shane Riley, ten. 11 was Shane Mulvaney, 12 was myself, uh, just ahead of Kieran Flynn in 13th. Aideen Smith was 14, Joanne Byrne was 15, Mickey Brennan, 16. There you are, Mick. Oh, how many uh, points did I have, did you say? 142 in all. Ah, yeah, it was a, it was 10 points a week. I was I was I was um I was shipping to use to, to, to the winner, actually. So it was 10 points a week. But uh, sure, there's nothing in that. 16th. I'm, I'm happy with 16th. How many was in it? 17. Uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> no, there's a few more. Decky Mann was 17th. Kira Murray was 18th. Mags was 19th. Uh, Robert Perfield was 20th. Mark Bennett, 21st. Keith Fitzsimons, 22nd. And then everybody else uh, didn't play the last week, but I will name them anyway. Susan Farrell actually missed the last week. Oh. Uh, uncharacteristically, uh, to actually. So she finished in 23rd, Cormac Brady 24th, Conor Gleeson 25th, Pat Conlon 26th, Brian Rispin 27th, Stephen Duffy 28th, Karen Curran 29th, Susan Kiernan 30 and Terry Bruton 31st. So Mickey, almost bang on in the middle you were with uh, 16 out of 31. 
Yeah, look, I'm 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 mediocre. I'm sitting on the fence. You know, I'm I'm neither up, I'm neither down. I'm just right there in the middle, Davy. So I am. Wouldn't be like I'm you. Quite to happy, Mickey. Quite happy to do that. So I am quite happy to sit to do that. I wouldn't mind sitting on the fence there the other night when you were doing that interview with Christina Trido, Davy. Um, uh, would have been loved to have been. For all for all we know, you probably were sitting on the fence, Mickey. <laughs> yeah, because your eyes were not leaving the interviewees in the world. But anyways, <laughs> you never have known if I snuck up behind you. I think that's it from our podcast for this week, Davey. Is there anything else you want to break down? <laughs> I'm going to announce my resignation from the podcast <laughs> with immediate effect. Uh, ah, yeah. no. Because then you won't get to do these interviews with all these um, uh, high I'm going to start my own one, Mickey. I've had enough of this. <laughs> what are you going to call it? We aren't mead. <laughs> <laughs> We are Mickey Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, we want to thank all our listeners. Uh, we want to thank everybody who got involved as well with the GA predictions uh, there for Cortown. Uh, great initiative by Cortown. Nice few Bob made as well for the club, which is absolutely brilliant. And we had a bit of crack along the way doing that league. And uh, oh, Davy Rispin is uh, just. I can see Davy Rispin has to go. He has to uh, take a phone call there. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't. I told you, I promised you I'd give you a bit of an announcement this week. And on the mer- managerial merry-go-round, as you've probably seen, it's been in it. Every newspaper, publication, you name it, it's been in it. Davy Dalton to Cortown is official. And uh, the, the odds have been slashed on Cortown, not just winning the Meads uh, Junior Championship next year, but also the All-Ireland Junior Championship. So um, we're delighted to have Davy on board. Yeah, absolutely. That's a, a wonderful coup there for uh, Cortown GFC, getting Davy Dalton in as their trainer for next year. I believe as well they're going in as favourites for the World Junior Championship, never mind the All Ireland <laughs> Junior Championship. Um, but Davy must be very excited about that appointment. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah, we, we really are. You know, we look at he's a former All Star with Kildare, um, former Mead Minor manager as well. And uh, as you say, Mickey, you know, we didn't have the best of years, but. To, to get Davy on board is, is fantastic news for us. Um, you know, we met him very positive, um, great footballing man, very up to speed with the modern game as well, which is obviously great to, to see too. So yeah, we're really looking forward to working with him. I know there was a few other bits of uh, bits and pieces in managerial merry-go-round. I know that Brendan Murphy has stepped down from trim, um, which yeah. is probably big enough news as well, obviously on the back of that. <laughs> devastating intermediate final this year and, and losing last year's one as well. So unfortunately, Brendan just couldn't get trim over the line. There's a couple of rumours, which I might just throw out there, um, that these are rumours now, they aren't concrete, but I've heard them through the grapevine that Rusty Tiernan might be joining the noisy neighbour St. Dalton's, which would be uh, also a, a significant appointment um, should that come to pass. And I know that Castletown, have been talking to a few high-profile candidates for their vacancy as well. I've just heard that Jody Devine and uh, also Tom Shine have been rumoured to be uh, interested in that vacant post. So watch this space. Hopefully we'll have a bit more news in the next week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, by this time next week, we should have heard a bit more on the managerial merry-go-round that is taking place now at the moment with a lot of teams searching for the next championship winning manager um, across uh, all mean clubs. Um, it is going to be interesting over the next few weeks and we'll keep you up to speed 
on the managerial merry-go-round. Uh, that's it from this episode of uh, the Builder We Are Me podcast. Again, we want to thank Builder for being our sponsor throughout the um, club championships and uh, right up until um, uh, the end of the football year. It's been absolutely brilliant uh, to have them on board as well. We want to thank Stephen Baxter of Proactive Risk Control, who was our sponsor uh, for our weekly um, Player of the Week and our top scorer of the week. Uh, throughout the championship in Mead. Again, absolutely fantastic and a great um, thing for the club players in Mead. I know that all of the club players that received the awards were just so delighted and, and spoke of how you know it's brilliant that the club players were getting a bit of recognition across Mead as well. Don't forget on our Loyal Royals podcast, and our Loyal Royals podcast is, uh, you know, it's the subscription-based podcast that we do, and it gives us the opportunity to do all these extra podcasts for you. This week, we have uh, the full review of the Mead and Monaghan game. We have the regional championship team, Tara, which consists of Waterstown, Kilbride, Bective, Consaini, St. Paul's, and Blackhall Games. We've been picking a team that we think will take the field for Tara. And then, of course, we have that in-depth interview with Christina Troy, uh, Mead Camogie captain. That's it for this episode. Remember, we are Mead why it matters more.